This isn't a crypto channel. So if you're here for crypto, keep scrolling. I happen to like Bitcoin, but that's not relevant to the point of today's video. Let's take the crypto industry, for example, just to project it with regards to the Fed. The crypto industry has been clamoring for regulation. What other industry wants regulation? None other than the one with uncertainty. Many imply that if the crypto industry gets some regulation, you actually might see a bullish move in cryptocurrencies. Why? Because there's certainty and it removes the uncertain overhang that looms there. What can possibly happen? Can the federal government take your crypto, etc., etc., etc.? A similar phenomenon, the lack of certainty with regards to the Fed has been taking place the last several weeks and has led to the arguably most anticipated Fed meeting of all time. The Fed, Jerome Powell, made a pivot the last time he spoke, got more hawkish. We were expecting this to eventually come. We had been wrong because we had expected it way earlier, but it happened now. Um, and now the Fed is getting more hawkish. And they're actually getting more hawkish than was anticipated last time. Historically, when the Fed has gotten hawkish, the market has not taken that in stride. However, the market reaction as maintained through a reasonably long period of time was a rally. So how is that possible? Let's go back to the cryptocurrency market analogy we brought with regards to regulation. Regulation would not make an industry rally historically. Nobody wants to be additionally regulated. I, for making these videos and managing my clients' funds, don't want to be regulated. But there's a degree of certainty there, and there's a degree of uncertainty in the crypto industry. So when you give them certainty, and it's not you know, imminent death, which is what they're feeling in uncertainty, because uncertainty amplifies emotion and you give them that certainty all of a sudden you get a wave of calm you alleviate the fear of sudden death and that in my understanding and opinion is exactly what's happening in the market right now we've had an aggressive selling aggressive panic and now we have certainty with regards to the course of the fed we can return to evaluating the facts, which is what this channel has advocated. And uh, when we look at the facts, we have no real reason to be so concerned. Yes, historically the Fed is tightening. There's a lot of assumptions we have to make with everything we're about to say. But one of the assumptions we believe here is that ceteris paribus, so all else equal, inflation is bullish for stocks. Stocks are represented in the price of a number. If we increase the money supply 10 times, the price of each stock, in my opinion, should go up 10x. Seems pretty simple. When you throw rates into things, though, and you bring rates up, well, now you've got, what is a stock? It's a return of cash to shareholders or a future return of cash, etc. What is a bond? The same thing. But you make bonds more attractive, all of a sudden they're competing with stocks for the dollars. However, bond, let's put bonds in perspective for a second and inflation in perspective. Inflation is currently over 6%. So that means 
value of the dollar is going down roughly 6% per year. Bonds, the benchmark being the 10-year treasury, is currently priced at 1.4 and change percent. That means there's about a 5% difference between the bond and the inflation rate. That means that bond yields in real terms are negative 5%. This is well below historical averages and what is long-term sustainable. Interest rates should, be not, should not be negative 5% in real terms. In my opinion, they shouldn't be negative in real terms. That is not, that is just not organic. You know, as a person with cash, I would not lend to somebody for less cash, right? That's just, it's just not how it works. You know, you want more return on investment. So a little strange how things are occurring there. Um, and now we can get back to the facts. We can acknowledge that things have been inorganic and are just becoming slightly more organic. Like we're not even out of the artificial liquidity environment, we're not even close. The Fed is still doing maximum stimulus. Like this hasn't changed yet. It's in, in a matter of fact, it's gone on way longer than it needed to. And the areas that deserve to be most hit by rising rates have taken their fall. So I think the market bottomed. Um, I believe the bottom was, you know, two weeks ago. But, you know, we can have a second local bottom here. And it looks like the certainty is providing buying momentum. And that's a very good thing to see. So I like what we're seeing. I'm sticking to the facts. I'm not concerned about Omicron. Not concerned about a slight uptick in rates, especially with inflation way higher than that uptick. And uh, I think we're okay as long as we're positioned in the right stocks. You know, I, I, the, the, our talk has been the same the whole time, you know. We're not in the mega cap tech. Yes, they've had the rally. It's not worthy, in my opinion, of the growth stock exposure because the way our portfolio over here is constructed is we've got our high conviction value bets, the energy stocks, the mining companies, etc. We're actually short some bonds as well in that bucket, high conviction value bets. We get our stability, our long-term stability from that. I don't feel the need to get stability from Apple, okay? I love Apple, but Apple's more in the growth. They call it the growth, but you're about to see, if you're new here, why I don't buy Apple right now. I did have Apple last year for a period of time, and I've had Apple throughout my life. It's a great company. It's done very well as a stock. Happens to be expensive. So we've got that bucket, the energy mining company, short bonds bucket. Then we've got the 10X growth bucket. These are what I believe to be transformative tech. These are companies I've also had for many years. Things like CRISPR therapeutics. You can edit genes, you can cure all genetic disease. I have a rather high conviction about the results that growth company can yield over a long enough period of time. So I don't feel the need to own Apple when I can own CRISPR. Apple's great, but so is CRISPR. CRISPR might even be better when it comes to life, right? Curing all genetic disease. Apple doesn't do that. They make great phones. They connect us all in very fantastic ways. Great company, love their products, but I'm sure if I could avoid cancer, might love that just a, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. 
and it's a fraction of the price. So that's why I also buy CRISPR. And that is the type, those are the type of stocks that consist of my second bucket. Right now, I'm about 50-50 of the two buckets, but that will change. Um, it might actually be more like 60-40. I don't have the exact calculation that changes second to second offhand. Um, but that is how we're positioned right now. And we like that positioning. And you know, is the 10 year going from 1.4 to two really gonna impact that? Maybe a little bit, but I, you know, I'm riding through. So that's today's video. Hope this provided you with some insights. Hope you like it. Please uh, like and subscribe to this channel. We appreciate it. Feel free to comment if you have questions and until or comments. And until next time, peace out. Have a good one.